0: Welcome to Shouts of Grace Radio, practical conversations from God's Word hosted by Pastor Steve Pearson and Pastor Keith Radke of Redemption Hill Church in Eagle Mountain, Utah. At Shouts of Grace Radio, it's our purpose to encourage you to see the Bible as God's source of truth for everyday life and grace as the foundation for a genuine relationship with God. Now, let's join Pastor Steve and Pastor Keith for today's conversation.
1: All right, and welcome to Shouts of Grace Radio. This is Pastor Keith Radke here in studio with Pastor Steve Pearson. Pastor Steve, good to be together again here on Shouts of Grace Radio.
2: Yes, sir, and we have and we have a friend with us today. We
1: do, we do, and it's not Mickey Mouse. <laughs> yeah, it is uh, our good friend Michael Cooper with The Send Network, and uh, you've meant a lot to both of us, and we're going to talk a little bit about that but welcome to Shouts of Grace, Michael.
3: Oh, man, I'm glad to be here. It's just been great being part of your ministries over the last couple of years and just being a little fly on the wall, see <laughs> what God's doing. I'm, I'm excited to be here and you're see not, what happens. It's, you're not that bit, little of a fly
2: on the no. wall. I mean, you, you, have a, you have a great impact on a lot of people's ministries. Yeah. Wow. Don't cut yourself short, brother.
3: <laughs> well, well th- my, my job isn't necessarily my ministry, but you know, it's helping you guys do what you do. And so... Yeah, so awesome. we're gonna we
1: want to talk a little bit about that, um, but we want to springboard just because our listeners have been yeah. used to our series. Uh, we've been talking about living wise, hmm. and uh, we've been going through the proverbs and just talking about how the proverbs relate to our life. And uh, Pastor Steve, you brought up this very relevant proverb, uh, Proverbs chapter eleven verse thirty. It says, "The fruit of the righteous is a tree of life, and whoever captures or wins souls." Is wise, And hmm. when we talk about bringing in Michael, a big part of what Michael does, and I know everybody's like, what does Michael do? Part of what Michael does—
3: <laughs> Let me know. I'm, I'm listening yeah. right now. We're going to tell you,
1: Michael, here in a minute. <laughs> <laughs> but part of what Michael does is he supports this calling that we all have as followers of Christ to win souls, to, to bring people into the kingdom of God. And even— you know, the old testament context, you don't often think of of kind of a New Testament gospel mentality, but here is a very gospel oriented verse, you know, the fruit of the righteous is a tree of life, you know, that this life is this abundant life of Christ is is living out and growing and producing fruit in us, but that winning souls, that's wisdom, right? Yeah, that, like how does the proverbs relate to the gospel? Hmm. Win people to Jesus, bring people into the kingdom grow the family of God sure. uh, through the sharing of the gospel and through loving people. And so, Michael, what you do, besides being a doctor, and we'll just set that aside, um, <laughs> you are uh, you are with the SEND Network, which is a mm-hmm. church planting support network. Would you tell us a little bit more uh, specifically about the SEND Network?
3: Oh, man. So we are uh, a part of the Southern Baptist Convention. And as the SEND Network, what we want to do is we want to help Established churches, find their mission, and what it is that God is calling them to do and get involved in the mission and the work of what God is doing around them. Mm-hmm. And specifically, we focus on church planting. Uh, and, and church planting sometimes gets put in the forefront of the emphasis, but really what we're about is we are about evangelism and we are about discipleship. Mm-hmm. And whenever you see evangelism and you see discipleship happening – it's hard to imagine that happening without the local church. right? And so sometimes the emphasis becomes too much on we're planting churches and we're starting churches, but starting churches and uh, evangelism go hand in hand because as you evangelize, as you disciple, what we see in the New Testament is what that happens is church planting. Mm -hmm. Is As you are bringing those souls in, just not simply seeing that salvation, but as you start fulfilling that great commission, that baptism and that discipleship almost always happens within a context of local church. And if there wasn't a local church there, then what became, what started to happen as that evangelism and that discipleship happened was a local church. So a church was started.
1: Well, you see it in the book of Acts with uh, Lydia, the women who gathered together there in Philippi, they were... Meeting because there was there wasn't enough for a synagogue and there wasn't enough for a church and that group of people became affected by Paul's ministry, people were one to the Lord and out of that the church was born and, and it's exactly what you're talking about and and we see that over and over again churches born uh, in 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 that way are the ones that usually, it wasn't it necessarily wasn't on purpose, so to speak, right? right. Uh, that the, there's an interest in the gospel. There's people coming to Christ, and and then there's there's this other people over here who are thinking, God, what can I do? Here am I, send me, and and part of what you do is 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 to facilitate some of those connections as well. Um, mm. and, and we've we've experienced that in, in our lives. So just in case you're listening for the first time, and you're like, what are you guys even talking about, uh, Pastor Steve? <laughs> Uh, Pearson is the uh, lead pastor and church planter for Redemption Hill Church in Eagle Mountain, uh, Utah. Uh, check that. Last week was our first Saratoga Springs. That's right. Yeah, which which is really cool. If you guys know the area, Saratoga and Eagle Mountain, I mean they're one. They're really one big yeah. community together. There's different municipalities, but they run together. You live there, you go to school there, you do business there um and, and we've just seen exciting things in and now over a year and a half um yeah. practically that redemption hill's doors have been open obviously you've lived there for a long time pastor steve that's a community that you have a heart for and you've just seen the opportunity there for the gospel to be proclaimed and for souls to be won and and we've been able to see that i came along in the the early stages of redemption hill um a, as a Church planter in heart, desiring to see what God would have for us. Um, I got connected here with Key Radio. We got connected together, um, and and you connected me with Michael. And and so there's a, there's there's a lot of connections here. And now, uh, by God's grace, and with Redemption Hills partnership, we're launching in just a couple of weeks in West <laughs> yeah. Jordan River awesome. Community Church. And and a lot of where we're at as pastors has everything to do with the relationship that we have with Michael Cooper, as well as with the SEND network mm-hmm. and many of the different uh, people that are associated with that, who I've appreciated this, I know Steve has too, is that you're not just exclusive to the Southern Baptist Convention in your ministry focus. You are Absolutely. invested in the church mm-hmm. planter, their family, mm-hmm. the marriage, and the people that they bring along. And so we've really appreciated that connection.
2: Well,
3: wow, thank you. appreciate yeah. that.
2: I think one of the things, too, and, and um, you know, there's there's when you look at Proverbs 1130, there's there's both an individual um, mandate, if you will, and a corporate one. Right. No one is excluded from winning souls as a Christian. There is a call to make disciples of all nations, right? There is this this seed that God puts into the heart of the believer that you are to share your faith and you are to, Mm -hmm. you know, the kingdom is to be expanded individually by those efforts. But then there is that corporate effort of the church as well. Mm -hmm. And and one of the things that I've personally benefited from um, being a part of Nam and SEND and is just this idea that there is this kingdom mindset that that really right. the kingdom of God and the purpose of of that kingdom and winning souls extends really beyond the individual to be to be a part of something much bigger and 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 one of the things that i've tremendously grown in is this idea of community community mm-hmm. with other believers mm-hmm. frankly with other churches with with other denominations what's right which can be a, a very tense A tense line to cross it sometimes, Mm -hmm. you know, Um, and, and within the church planting world, I can say this sometimes and maybe, Michael, you can you can kind of expand on this. Sometimes there's that 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 Elisha mentality that says, I'm the only one. And 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 it can be a lonely experience because of the things that you're going through. Only for God to say, "Well, well, hold, hold on a second. I've reserved seven thousand more who haven't bowed their knee to Bell." In other mm. words, you're you're not the only one mm. in this situation. But when you're the church planter and and you're surrounded with with your confines, sometimes you feel like God. Am I the only one that's struggling? Am I the only one that's going through these these mindsets and and and, and Michael you deal with a lot of different church planters mm-hmm. and and you see that so maybe you can talk about the struggles it's not just for the church planter but really for all the listeners in general when when winning souls is your goal in life that can be lonely that 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 can sometimes absolutely. be a,
3: you know particular in the church planting context you know absolutely i mean and one of the things that you you, you see in scripture and, and you see in the lives of people, is Satan is able to do destructive stuff whenever he separates. Mm-hmm. And whenever we feel separate, whenever he separates us, uh, with the Sin Network, one of our core values, and we're going to be rolling out some, some new core values as we've learned more how to better serve church planters, is we're going to be really pushing this idea of brotherhood. Mm-hmm. Um, I know you guys being around Sin Network have heard say brotherhood and this idea that you need to be around um, other Christian, other men and women who are in the same place. Yes, there, There's tremendous value in being able to have shared experiences. Mm-hmm. And what we don't want and what we're trying to push away from is this idea that we are going to send in a church planter. We're going to send in a missionary, a pastor into an area where they're going to have their own brand, and it's going to be about their branding and what they're doing. Mm-hmm. And we want people to come in. We want churches to start and to realize that while they may be doing something new and unique to them, they are both standing on the shoulders of people who have come before them, who have experiences, mm-hmm. who have helped prepare that land. But also, they're going to be uh, launching out new people, kind of like we, we see here with Steve and Keith, this idea of Steve started something, and as he started it, he was already making the plans and the arrangements for the next person. Mm. And then even as you know, Keith gets started – I'm hoping that there's a relationship where he's able to come to Steve and say, Steve, you're never going to believe what happened. Mm -hmm. There's this craziest things, you know, it's all unique to me. And Steve's going to say, brother, you're not the first one. That's right. (laughs) Whenever I went through this, here's the advice that I got from somebody else who had been walking with the Lord, who Mm -hmm. the Lord had shown them, and it helped me. He's going to share that information with you, and it's going to help you to come through that. But the last thing that Satan wants to do is to see souls being saved. That's right. Um, I mean, he, with his mission and what he's trying to accomplish, that's the last thing that he wants to see. And if he can make us feel like we're all working in individual kingdoms in our own brand, our own kingdom and trying Mm. to start and grow our own thing, then he's going to be able to cut off the things that we're desiring to see done Mm. at the knees. But then as you come together as a brotherhood, you're able to see and you're able to realize over and over again, I'm not alone in this. And God has been faithful over and over again.
2: Mm-hmm. One of the things and maybe we can we can talk about this on the other side of the break. When you're talking, one of the things that comes to my mind is when David wanted to build something for God, God told him no. OK, mm-hmm. but then David did something in response that really is foreign in, in the church today, and maybe we can talk a little bit about more about that on the other side of the break, Keith.
1: Yeah, so this is Shouts of Grace, Pastor Keith, Pastor Steve, and our guest today, Michael Cooper from The Send Network.
0: You're listening to Shouts of Grace Radio with Pastor Steve Pearson and Keith Radke. At Shouts of Grace Radio, we're thankful for the encouragement from Key Radio, reaching Utah on the airways with good news of eternal life from their station in Provo, Utah. Key Radio can be found online at keyradio.org, and your support of Key Radio makes programs like Shouts of Grace Radio possible. Now, let's join Pastor Steve and Pastor Keith for the conclusion of today's conversation.
1: All right, we're back, and we've got Michael Cooper in studio from the SEND Network, a church-planting arm of uh, the North American Mission Board and Southern Baptist Convention. We're so glad to have you here today. We're talking about Proverbs chapter 11, verse 30, which says, The fruit of the righteous is a tree of life, and whoever wins souls is wise. We, as church-planting pastors, uh, we understand that it, the, the real goal— is to bring people into the kingdom, into the family, into the church, by them placing their faith in Jesus Christ, through the proclamation of the gospel, otherwise we're just a a club, right? <laughs> right? We're just <laughs> right, a club, yeah. and what we're we're not trying to to preserve a club. We're not trying to build an organization. We're trying to grow the family of God uh, right. through conversion, and the the gospel has to be preached. That's our main message. Jesus said to go into the world to make disciples, to preach the gospel, to baptize, and to teach him his commands. And that's what we're trying to do. And 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 Michael, you were talking just about the the. The, the lonely nature of it right. and how pairing up and, and grouping up with other like minded people is what keeps us from giving in to that isolation and and those kind of things. Pastor Steve, you asked a question just about um David and how when David went to the Lord and he wanted to build the temple, the Lord said, No, you can't. There's some mm-hmm. reasons why you can't. David took another step yes. to 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 continue to do what was on his heart. And and what was yes. that? Yes.
2: So when he was told no, he didn't throw his hands down and start crying and say, but I want to do it. Here's what he did do is he found somebody who would do it would be his son. And he made sure that his son had everything he needed to needed to succeed. There was, in other words, there was a bigger thing in david's view mm-hmm. than david performing it it mm. was that it got performed is what is that the, is that god's house was built and i think if you take that mentality into the context of what we're talking about you find something that's pleasing to god and and that is when we talk about church planting when we talk about you know doing something or building something for the lord are we willing to work in community? Are we willing to quote unquote, have of somebody else a mm. song sung, they have slain their 10 thousands when we've only slain our thousands. Are we willing to have this idea that God's kingdom needs to be built and and I'm going to do whatever my part is. I don't yeah. have to be the one that that does everything, but God, whatever you would have my part be. And what that means is is, you know, Keith, if you have a heart to plant a church in River Community, that isn't my specific call. That's your call, but it is incumbent upon me to find out, God, what would you want me to do to mm-hmm. supply that need to, to to help build what what needs to be built. You know, I had right. I had a heart for years to to plant a church in Provo. God sent us the other direction. He sent us on the <laughs> other side of the lake, and and I still scratch my head and go, Lord, but 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 you know, I, I want to plant a church in Provo. Right. But you know what? Somebody will come along at some point that will want to plant a church in Provo and they're going to need help. And when they need help, it's my responsibility, as David did for his son, to supply whatever I can um, to to make that successful. And that's the community I think you're talking about a few minutes ago, Michael, when you were talking about, hey, listen, we're talking about a brotherhood here. The common right. good is not the exaltation
3: of the works of man's hands. Right.
2: It's the kingdom of God being expanded.
3: Right. And since you know I, I do represent a, a denomination, so to speak, um, I, I would even want to put in here that even within the sin network, while we are charged and we have a responsibility to help guys who are starting churches that are connected to the sin network, we don't exclusively work with, you yeah. know, guys that are within the sin network. The sin network and Southern Baptists alone are not going to be able to do, to grow the kingdom right. the way that God wants the kingdom and the way the kingdom needs to grow. We need all the work. You know, right. So it's possible that the sin network has invested the most money and the most research into developing the processes for developing church planters, coaching church planters, training church planters. And what we've realized as we've developed this, that's not just simply for us to have to build our own kingdom, Mm, but we give those things away. Whenever we do assessments, we intentionally hold slots available in church planter assessments for people from other denominations, and
2: I can testify to that, Michael. Because when you and I first met in 2015, I believe it was in right. August of 2015, right. I was not part of the Sin Network, or I, in right. fact, I was a part of a complete different denomination. I still remember the words you said to me. You said, "Look, whether you decide to team up with us or not, I'm here to help you," and that that was like, that was a foreign thing mm. to me. I'm like, w- w- what do you mean wow, you're here to help that's me? sad. You know, it, it is, it's, it's yeah. a sad commentary, but I can testify what you're saying is absolutely true about about Sin Network and Nam. Yeah,
3: I mean, absolutely. And there is an aspect of, and Steve and I were talking earlier about partnerships and I put in the form of family. Mm. Um, there are my kids, I will pay for my kids or do my best to help support my kids to go to college or whatever else they want to do. And I'll buy them ice skates if they want to go ice skating. But there's also other people in my family that I'm also going to support and I'm going to encourage. Now, I may not be able to do it in the same way, mm-hmm. and depending on your relationship within that family may determine
0: you yeah. know, how
3: we're able to support, but we're all part of the kingdom of God, which right. means that you know if you believe in the basic tenets of who Jesus Christ is and the role that he plays in our, our lives and the fact that it's only through him that we are saved... Mm. You know, we are part of that family at that point in time, which means I have a responsibility to anybody That's right. who's part of that to help me. And if that you want to expand that kingdom and be part of that work, that responsibility to you. Mm. Now, with Steve, you know, you eventually decided that what you wanted to do is be part of the family of the sin network, which means we were open up even more doors of relationship. That's even right. more resources were available to you. But there was still going to be a level of resources, even if you said, I'm not going to start my church to be part of the same right. network. There still would have been relationship. There yeah, still would have right. been resources available to you. That mm. would have been different than if you were, were part of. Mm.
2: And Keith, isn't isn't this exactly what Jesus advocated right out of the gate when when his disciples came to him and said, "Hey, we saw somebody over there baptizing," right? Mm-hmm. And 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 they're not. Of us. They're not one of they're us. They're not one of us. Should we Absolutely. stop them?
1: <laughs> and what did Jesus say, Pete? <laughs> he says, He says, they're not working against us. Exactly. Right. And they're, exactly. They're doing the same thing. They have the same purpose in mind. And, and that's one of the things, and I think that's even uh some of the barriers to effective church planting in Utah that you see just in the body of Christ as a whole. There's a lot of territorialism mm-hmm. when it comes to either the brand of, of what we're presenting as a church or even just territory. I mean, just literal, physical territory, like how many churches should be within a certain distance of each other and all those kind of things. And Jesus is saying, hey, they're preaching the gospel. They're, they're, they're doing the same thing. They're just, yeah, yeah get over it. Yeah. <laughs> That's yeah. my paraphrase. Yeah, get absolutely. over it. Jesus tells us to get over it. And and we've seen just in the last five years, we've seen, a, um, a, not, not, I wouldn't even call it a resurgence, a surgence mm-hmm. in in. And churches coming together and saying, how do we do this better? How do we Absolutely. see that? Loving Utah is is one mm-hmm. one of those yeah. locally formed organic networks where it's to encourage the church planter. It's to let them know, just like you were saying, that you're not
2: And when you say alone. that, Keith, let, let me say this, too, for the, for, for the listeners that shudder when they hear that. What we're not talking about is we're not talking about some, some wish-washy ecumenical thing where we just throw aside all of our beliefs so we can come together and hug and love each right. other and say love is the most supreme ethic, so let's just enjoy love. No, what we're, we're talking about a group of people that have the same beliefs, the same gospel right. is preached. We we understand those things, but but we we're we're erasing for the sense of unity, the denominational lines in that that don't really need to be dividing us, so mm-hmm. to speak, right? If I, if I believe this and you believe this and it's not an essential issue, that may, that may determine where we worship and that may determine our culture and stuff, but it doesn't determine whether we're in and out of the body of Christ. That's and right. then stuff like that, I think it's paramount, particularly where we live in Utah, that we do show that there is a unity there because one of the accusations, you know, worldwide against the Christian church is, well, you guys don't love each other. And the very mm. thing that, that, that the gospel says is that you're going to know there are my disciples by their Love. love not to the world to right. one another mm. right and so i think I, mm-hmm. I think you can do this in a way michael that 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 does that does show there there's there's responsibility and unity it's not just an abandonment of of everything and we're holding hands with every belief and worldview there is
3: oh absolutely absolutely i mean it really comes down to what the mission and what the goals are of that church and that organization that there, we can agree on what it is that god has called us to do collectively and we can work together to accomplish that.
1: Amen. And I've heard it put that the, the, the best mission is the Great Commission. Absolutely. And as churches you know, and pastors and Christians come together, we can all agree that Jesus told us all to do the same thing. Go to all nations, go to every people group, and make disciples, make followers of Jesus Christ, baptizing them and teaching them Jesus' command. I tell you, anybody can do that without planting a church. That's right. You don't have mm-hmm. to be ordained as a pastor or sent as a missionary or plant a church to fulfill the Great Commission. We all have the same mission, and that is, as Proverbs chapter 11, verse 30 says, to win souls. So this is Pastor Keith Radke with Pastor Steve Pearson. We have Dr. Michael Cooper here with us. <laughs> I don't have to laugh he says that, I, <laughs> Steve. I think it's funny. I don't know why. I have no
3: idea why. Because <laughs> you guys know me. <laughs> yes.
1: You guys are listening to Shouts of Grace Radio. This is part one of a part two. Uh, of a two-part interview with Michael Cooper. We're going to talk next time more about winning souls, planting churches. And uh, Michael, it would be really cool if you could talk next time to the church planter at heart, that person who mm. says, am I called? Okay. How does this look? How do I know it's called? And what are some practical steps I can take right where I'm at to begin pursuing that? So we're going to talk about that that next time. Thank you so much for listening to today's episode, and uh, we look forward to being with you on the next one.
0: Thank you for joining us on today's episode of Shouts of Grace Radio, practical conversations from God's Word, hosted by Pastor Steve Pearson and Pastor Keith Radke. We hope you've been encouraged to see the Bible as God's source of truth for everyday life and grace as the foundation for a genuine relationship with God. If today's conversation encouraged you in your journey following and learning more about Jesus, we would love to hear from you. You can visit us online at ShoutsOfGraceRadio.com. That's ShoutsOfGraceRadio.com. At ShoutsOfGraceRadio.com, you can listen to all of our episodes, share them online with your friends, and find out more about Pastors Steve and Keith. Shouts of Grace Radio is an outreach of Redemption Hill Church located in Eagle Mountain, Utah. Thank you again for joining us on today's show. And from all of us at Shouts of Grace Radio, it is our prayer that you would grow in the grace and knowledge of Jesus Christ.